with Alan Moore. A very warm welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports from Moscow's Capital FM. In a moment, we're going to go to the formerly Handy Andes, but now renamed to the Dandy Andes. And we're going to speak with them uh, about the return of the Russian Premier League, a fairly madcap weekend in the English Premier League, and a few other little uh, notable movements, just to say, in the world of sports, of course. And we're going to be previewing the third round of the Rugby's Six Nations. And, of course, some uh, interesting moves, even within the Six Nations uh, this past week that uh, a lot of people I've spoken to are not very happy about. We'll find a bit more about that in just one moment. In part two, we have Isil Cody and Alexander Zotov. Now they are our legal eagles. Uh, of course, Alexander, he is also the uh, CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union and a member of the Russian Executive Committee for the Russian Football Union. They're going to speak with the Russian Olympic experience and some of the legal fallout from the Games and all extremely relevant because I'll tell you something, there is an awful lot more to run in the case of Valeva and not just and even we're hearing some very inter- interesting moves with regarding the Russian hockey silver medal in the last, well, about half hour. About an hour ago, I said, well done, a really good uh, battle for that silver medal. But now, it might actually get gold. Yeah, we'll talk about more in just one moment. In part three, of course, we have the big fat filthy quiz. And that is going to be a lot of fun as well. We're going to have to go to Italy, to beautiful Verona. Yeah, the uh, city of lovers or town of lovers, where we'll be speaking with Alina Migova. She's going to tell us just how to go on yesterday in Syria, uh, the women's Syria, of course. And one, ve- I-, I just say one very, very important thing right now that we do have to say, and that is to say congratulations. They actually are listening. Um, Yevgenia Tarasova, Tarasova and Vladimir Morozov, because they got silver, a massively good silver medal in the pairs uh, ice dancing in the uh, in the Olympics. They were only 0.16 behind the Chinese champions and that is an absolute brilliant, brilliant result for them. They'll be in the studio with us very, very soon. So congratulations, Yevgenia and Vladimir. Okay, um, let's have a look, a very, very quick look before we go to the Dandy Andes, the now renamed Dandy Andes. Uh, Celtic, they came back uh, from behind to win 3-2 against Dundee, but in, well, I can't say more important matches. Well, just right a few minutes ago, Wolves have uh, finished the Midlands Derby. They have beaten Leicester 2 1. So Leicester in absolute free fall at the moment. Leeds, yeah, Leeds, they were 2 0 down and they came back in the space of 60 seconds to go 4 or 2 2, uh, only to lose 4 2 to Manchester United. That was earlier on today. West Ham blew a good chance. They drew 1 1 with uh, the resurgent Newcastle. Arsenal won 2 1 yesterday as well. And uh, Chelsea won 1 2 1. Liverpool dominated against Norwich City winning 3-1 and of course Manchester City going down 3-2 at home yeah 3-2 at home Uh, not a good one for Manchester City but a very good weekend for Manchester United was it not Mr Andrew Flint it certainly was it was absolutely beautiful poetic no it wasn't poetic Um, it was it was something different it was a um, well I, I hesitate to say Manchester United performance of old but it, it did have elements of just blood and thunder attacking non-stop, non-stop at Leeds' throat. Uh, Paul Pogba was excellent, I thought, in midfield, which we don't often say nowadays. Um, in the pouring rain, Leeds trying their best to ramp up the atmosphere. They had a lot of possession, but Manchester United looked good. They, they really honestly looked good. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo was absent for a lot of the game, but it didn't affect the play as much as... His absence has affected Manchester United in recent weeks. Um, but when Leeds come back at 2-2, we know they're an energetic side. There's a dangerous dangerous period of the game there. But they showed more character 
and desire than they had in a long time. Um, and great to see Anthony Alanga get on the score sheet as well. But cracking result, unbelievable. Yeah, it was very, very good. I mean, now in fairness, I, you know, I don't have a soft soft spot for Leeds. I do think they're a good side. You always hope that they'll do well because they are a big, big club. I mean, they were made into a very big club by Don Revy. Um But some of the behaviour of some of their fans, uh, Yelang, of course, he mentioned he scored the, the fourth goal. Um, yeah. He was pelted by coins. Coins. And I mean, that just is yeah. completely unacceptable because, that, that, look, that happens week in, week out, I know. But today I was watching... The, like that back and like on Twitter and on social media it was very very obvious so Leeds have to be sanctioned shouldn't they? Well yes that and there were quite a lot of widespread reports from um, some colleagues of mine who were actually out of the game um, of I can't believe we're still saying this uh, this this many years afterwards but chance about the Munich disaster um, which of course we had the the anniversary of not that long ago. Um, these sort of things are not hard to stamp out nowadays with technology being able to watch people in the amount of social media that's around. It should be possible to stamp down on this sort of behaviour. Well, well, hold on, Andrew, um, one second. With that, with that now, I'll, I'll just ask you one thing on this. We'll come to Andrew, uh, Andy Mackin, just after this next little bit. Um, the the chance about Munich yet, yeah, they're, they're discussing. We get the chance about Hillsborough as well. Uh, we saw that with Shrewsbury Town, I think yeah. it was, against Liverpool. Um, I've heard Liverpool fans laughing about Hill, about um, Munich. I've heard United fans laughing about Hillsborough. Is it just that we, yeah. you know, we're not going to be able to control idiots? Because of course, you don't need to pass an IQ test to go to watch a game of football, whether it be in the pub, <laughs> uh, especially in the pub, and yeah. especially in the stadium. It, it is impossible, I wonder, even with the high tech uh, that we have in stadiums. Well, yeah, I mean, for for widespread charity, yes, that's a, is a fair point. Um, it's only a long-term education um, to to teach people. This just isn't. It's, it's, it's not funny. Um, I think for things like coins being thrown, objects being thrown, that's a slightly more direct. Uh, agree. Obvious, agree. Um, agree. 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 That um, Andy Mack, I mean, congratulations on beating um, the. I think it was the, the under fifteen uh, team from uh, Dundee today. A bit of a struggle, but you did it. Um, a bit of a you know sort of like you know Greek magic, but I want to ask you one one quick question on that. Um, we see it, of course, in Scotland when it's well not just Rangers and Celtic when they start like their chants and so on. Um, are we any closer to sort of getting rid of that element of sort of you know stupidity, or is that kind of what makes you know that tribalism? That's what makes football worth watching. Um. In a weird way, yes. Um, I, I, a few years back in Scotland, they actually tried to start prosecuting fans in the stadium for singing silly things, shall we say. Uh, and then they realised probably that the police were going to have too much <laughs> too much paperwork to <laughs> fill in and scrapped it all. Um, it, it does add an element of tribalism, but there is a line that um, people need to not cross. And as you say, unfortunately, the, this is a line that a lot of the idiots that are still doing it can't see and don't understand so they think it's banter other people are obviously offended by it because there's there's death and, and other things involved uh whether it racism i mean throwing coins and in, in this day and age with the energy crisis in the uk they could probably do with collecting them back up <laughs> um i mean that's that's just un, that's just unforgivable really throwing things at and, and it's and it's been happening a lot recently i've seen it two or three times uh, in the last few weekends for people being pelted with bottles 
Um, I think it was Manchester United. At Middlesbrough, someone was pelted with two or three bottles that came onto the pitch, uh, and that simply isn't good enough, and these people need to band. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is now what, what Andrew Flynn said, like, because there are, of course, you know, the technology, they've got cameras and all that. But we see the same over and over again. And, and for me, I think, okay, chanting is completely offensive, completely offensive. It needs to be, you know, the, like, there needs to be control from within the um, supporter base, from the supporter body. That's where it needs to start, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we see it done in sports, like in Gaelic games, for example, or in rugby, um, you know, even to a level where it's kind of a bit uncomfortable to say, oh, well, come on, like, let's have a bit of like, you know, let's relax a wee bit and have a bit of banter. But the throwing, you know, objects onto the field, especially someone from a height, I'm sorry, but like, it's not just like, oh, if it hits you from that height, it'll kill you. It doesn't make a difference. You know, if you're throwing something down from like, you know, a story, one story up, I mean, it is, it is, a, it is a deadly weapon, isn't it, Andy Mack? Well, you, you, you say that, that it needs to come from support of fan base to start making changes, but everything is culturally different in, in small areas all across Europe, uh, where 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was fine to drop a scooter on the away fans in Italy, uh, it, it, you know, throwing coins and throwing abuse at players, whether it's racist or otherwise, is going to happen continually unless it's stamped out, I think, first and foremost from a European body at the top to make some sort of legal framework and then it needs to come from uh, being orchestrated within ultra groups and, and, and fan groups and unless that happens fining clubs and banning one or two individuals each week isn't going to make any difference whatsoever. No, I mean, we saw that when they, when they closed stadiums, for example. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm you know, fully with you on that. It I mean, makes it worse. It, 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 actually, it does. It actually makes it worse. And, and it forces it. It's like when we say, we'll, we'll ban boxing. We'll outlaw boxing. It'll go underground. I mean, a lot of that is pure nonsense from people who have vested interests. But at the same time, there is a semblance of truth to that. Because if, when you remember when, you know, that like Liverpool fans and fans in Spain and Italy uh, under COVID restrictions, what did they do? They stood outside the stadium with flares. They went, I mean... Like the most idiotic things that you could yeah. do, they did because we were supporting our team. And, I've, and we spoke about this before in the air. I mean, was working with Hodic Split in Croatia, and the behaviour of you know some of the the the, the fan base, even like the Hodic fan base. I mean, when they were like we were playing AS Roma in the the old uh, UEFA Cup, and they're screaming uh, racist abuse at Brazilian players playing for Roma. And I pointed out, well, hold on, we have like a coloured player from Uruguay playing for us. And they went, yeah, but he is our... Now, this is the worst, he's our black. You know, I mean, Andrew Flint, um, is it just a case that yeah. they think that everyone else is at it, but we're grand, we're, we're nice boys, we're just like kind of having a bit of banter and a bit of crack? Yeah, well, that, that's that, that just, uh, one of my least favourite words in the world, banter, crack. It was even people just take it. In, interpret it hey leave our, leave our crack alone um, Irish crack is alright like, <laughs> that, that's a different thing but yeah, banter I agree bants and banter should be when yeah, someone I says mean, it they should be just kicked in the a, crotch yeah I mean it's it's, a, it's like Andy Mack said it's a two pronged approach is, is needed long term yes I think the you know fans self policing themselves is, is certainly something I mean one example stuck in my mind I was at a CSK Moscow Angie match kind of game a few years ago and there was a racist banner aimed at Dagestanis and within 10 seconds it was taken down because all the fans around said look oh, come on that's stupid that's ridiculous and it's stuck in my mind because that was a good example but that's a good example but it won't stamp it out completely you do need more than fine. Fines should be banned as a punishment. It should be point deductions because that's what really hurts clubs. And then two-pong approach, it might work.
Okay, no, that, that is good. We're going to move on very, very quickly and just have a look, of course, at the English Premier League. Liverpool have a game in hand over Man City and they are three point, or six points back in them now, so they could be within three points if they win that game. Um, Andy Mack, now I did say that Man City had the title. I'm sticking with I that. I do you. think they have it. I told you. I, but listen, I, I still think they have it. No matter, Pep has his head pills, he's grand. Um, Man City, of course, next week, 8.30 Saturday. Uh, if, if, if you haven't got enough rugby, they're playing away in Goodison against Everton. Um, Andy Mack, I mean, is that a, a surefire three points for City? Because Everton are, are, are cat, really. And they are, um, but it's uh, now for me, it, it comes down to a lot of game management. So if you look at City have fewer points than Newcastle over the last five games in the Premier League, which when you consider that is incredible. Um, and then they've got things like the FA Cup coming up. Liverpool have the, the Cup final, the League Cup final. Um, and then it comes down to game management from here on in. I mean, Manchester City cruising through already against sporting can rest players. And either side of that, they've got Manchester United uh, and Crystal Palace away, which Chelsea showed can be difficult. Um, so a lot of it now will come down to injuries. I think Manchester City still have a better squad. Um, but I th- I, it's, there's just something, even three weeks ago or so when I said it, there's just something there that makes me think Liverpool will take this to the wire. Okay, interesting. Okay, um, Andrew Flint. Uh, of course, uh, Spurs are on a bit of a high at the moment. Uh, they are playing Leeds next week, so that could be another bad one for Leeds. United at, uh, at home against Watford at six o'clock Moscow time. Um, you kind of have to look there. That's that's a, that's a United win every way, isn't it? Yeah, I'd have to say so. I mean, after today's performance, um, I'll be looking at a high-scoring one. Um, I think. When you look at how tight it is in that race for Champions League, and it is tight, although we've got a four-point advantage over West Ham, Arsenal have games in hand, Wolves, Spurs, they've all got games in hand. So to not make that game against Watford count would be catastrophic. They've conceded a lot. So, um, yeah, it's got to be nailed on. Okay, now very quickly, of course, Russian Premier League. So you got that. So uh, you know, Man City, you know, have a chance to win, and uh, Man United are going to win at home against uh, Watford uh, next weekend. Of course, the on Saturday the Russian Premier League returns. A big game of the weekend, of course, is Spartak at home against Siska out at the Akriti Arena. That is seven o'clock Moscow time. Then, of course, uh, Loco there away in Krasnodar. Uh, that's on Sunday at five o'clock. And uh, before that, there is a sort of a Moscow Blast Derby Himki. Uh, our Himpy are hosting Dinamo on Saturday at 2 o'clock. But we're going to have a look at the Spartak game. Um, Andrew, very, very quickly, in 30 seconds, uh, or <laughs> not more, of course, uh, Spartak, um, they've, they've been okay over the winter, the winter break. They're strengthened up. This could be a cold start to the season for Siska. Yeah, I think this is going to be very tricky. Spartak have reinforced well. They've brought in a lot of youth, all under 24. Um, Shaman Nicholson is the big, big sign. He scored a ton of goals in Belgium. Uh, Kusevich and Prutsev, I don't think, will feature much, but they will give a bit of uh, backbone. But Christopher Martins Pereira in midfield. And, of course, Paolo Vanoli, uh, manager, first um, competitive game, gets a Moscow derby. I think Spartak are going to be on top in this one. Um, they've, got a, they've got enough youth and they've got... They've got a lot to catch up. Um, the pressure's on, but I think they're going to win this one. Andy Mack, would you agree with that? That's uh, Spartak three points? I, I, I almost fluffed my lines on this one last time, but the record is the home team wins this derby, and I'm going to get it right 
and say Spartak rather than Spartak when I was meant to say CSKA last time. Well, listen, you fluff with the best of them, so we'll uh, we'll keep on with that. Um, <laughs> Loco against Krasnodar, that could be uh, a, a tough old trip to the south. Warm weather, but uh, a cold reception for Krasnodar. Krasnodar just ahead of Loco by one point. Uh, very quickly, Andrew Flint, uh, a draw maybe is the best for Loco? Uh, I think they would snap your hand off at that. Um, absolutely, yeah. I think uh, Krasnodar have got a few new arrivals as well. Eric Bockheim up front could be a useful... Uh, target man but yeah I think Loco will be um, will be very happy with that I don't think with losing Smoloff as well it's a big big blow for them up front because um, he always performs in the big games as you well know um, Alan so yeah Dinamo out in Himki Andy Mack I mean uh, Dinamo they strengthened well good team chasing down Zenny throwing two points behind the Peter Bergins uh, that's three points for Dinamo no matter how we want to try and hype up the bottom side um, you, you, you said it best right there, uh, which is hype up the bottom side. Um, yeah, I, I said, uh, I said, I think last season Kimki would really struggle to stay up. Um, somehow they, they they kind of got got their act together and got picked up points where they shouldn't have. Um, in fact, I do believe they picked up six points against Dinama last season. But Dinama completely changed this year. I'd, I'd be shocked if if it's anything but an away win. Okay. Um, now, very, very quickly, of course, of course, there's more uh, Champions and Europa League this week. Um, the guys weren't they ha- weren't tasked with looking ahead. Of course, quick results. Uh, Liverpool, of course, way better than Inter Milan. They won two 0 away. Bayern one one with uh, Salzburg. Uh, PSG winning one 0 against Real Madrid and Sporting getting bashed by Man City five 0 this week. It's uh, Chelsea against Lille, Villarreal, Juve. They, they are both on Tuesday. Then on Sa- on Wednesday, Atletico, Man United, and Benfica, Ajax. But but we're going to have a quick look at the Six Nations and I'm going to ask the guys for their picks. Uh, huge one, huge one in Murrayfield, uh, Scotland and France. That's on Saturday uh, at 5.15 our time here. Uh, Andy Mike, you, we, we have to say France could do it, but it could be a shock. Maybe Scotland might pull off a win, stop the Grand Slam. Um, I can't see it after the Wales performance. They were all over the show, um, gave away lots of penalties and France will punish that big start and I think they'll they'll be very similar in causing Scotland problems at the rucks which was where I thought they looked most frail um, and France that's just a, 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 I, I could see it being a big a big win for France this time unfortunately OK uh, England, Wales Andrew Flint uh, that's going to be a tough one two teams mm-hmm. that really you know need to win I mean it's all to play for uh, for second place at this stage maybe for France are going to win the Grand Slam um, but England you know they, they need to try and come back and give Wales a real bit of a, a baiting don't they? Yeah I mean England were not uh, not very imaginative against Scotland in the first game um, so I think it, I think it's a, a very important game not because I think England are going to win the Six Nations. I don't think they've got any hope anymore. But um, Wales uh, can hurt them. They, if Wales can beat Scotland, then we've got to be wary of them. I mean, beating Italy doesn't give you much of a marker of form. So I think um, England's last chance of getting any respectability, really. OK, Ireland, that's on Saturday at 7.45 our time here. And of course, Ireland playing Italy on Sunday at 6 o'clock Moscow time. And well, let's just agree to disagree or agree to agree that that uh, is an Ireland win at the Aviva. OK, boys, thank you very much. We'll be back with us in the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Folks, we're going to take a break right now, coming back, of course, with our legal Eagles. And we're going to play out with a proper, proper goal song. This is the Fratellis and Chelsea Dagger. 
Metal Sports with Alan Moore.
with Alan Moore. Everyone, welcome back to part two of Capital Sports here on Muscles Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, and you know, you're in for a real treat now in this segment. Well, you're in for a treat for the whole show because we're having a lot of crack. No banter, but a lot of crack. Even though my mom says that there's good banter on the show, we kind of tried to ban that word. So, mom, I know you're listening in rainy Ireland, so my apologies about that. Okay, um, of course, this segment is brought to you in association with our partner, Match Business Consulting, bringing you the very best brand ambassadors for Russian sport. You can find out more on match-business.com. There you go. Uh, my false here are just falling out as I speak. Now, um, as you mentioned, it was a good Olympics for the Russian, um, well, the Russian Olympic Committee. Uh, they got 32 medals, two more than in Sochi eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. It feels so long ago, and I remember it all taking place, and the uh, the a torch running through uh, Veronage and I mean it was a, a great time great time to be alive and very interesting what happened in the eight years since not so interesting uh, not in my life well maybe my life as well but in general I think it wasn't all that great but of course uh, we have already wished a very great congratulations to Yevgeny Tarasova and Valerie Borisov they got of course silver as I said 0.16 they lost seven to go medal 0.16 it was so so little Um Straight away, I'm going to bring our first legal eagle onto the air, uh, Eastfield Cody. Eastfield, congratulations on Spurs' uh, return to form, or maybe a bit of form. Um, do you think this could mean that they might even qualify for Europe for next year? Um, I, I think we, we won't get ahead of ourselves. Let's remember a week ago, our manager was going on Italian TV thinking that Daniel Levy wouldn't bother to tune in to tell us what a basket case we are. So look, what this has done for the league is huge. Maybe not so much for Spurs this season overall, but it means like Jamie Carragher yesterday during the match was getting very excited, probably prematurely, because it blows the league a little bit more open. It means there's some form of title race and... Who doesn't love a game where two of the goals come after the 90th minute? Yeah, that's true. And one, one interesting was people saying about Harry Kane, like when he looks back in his career, he'll see all the waste of things. But I mean, he, he obviously loves Spurs. He enjoys Spurs. It's not just money. He does like it there. He enjoys playing there. Um, shouldn't we be kind of praising a player for not just like up in stumps, you know, and just going to you know, greener pastures simply because he's going to win trophies? Oh, I definitely think we should. And in this case, we should probably also thank Harry's brilliant agent and brother that he hasn't gone to greener pastures. <laughs> but by the same token, look, it's good to see Harry Kane playing well is great because would he be the same player in another club? Yes, he'd score lots of goals, I'm sure. But he's a talisman for Spurs and he is himself and Sonny are their most important players. And I, I don't know if he would become as important in another squad. Okay, uh, thank you for that insult. Now, uh, Alexander Zadov, of course, the CEO of the All Russian Football Players Union and a member of the Executive Committee for the Russian Football Union. Welcome back on to Capital Sports. We haven't had you on for a few months. Well, hello, but it's not my fault. Oh, oh okay, yeah, you're right. It is me. It's me. <laughs> and if your mom is listening, a big hello to your mom. I mean, I, I, I would really love to meet her, and uh, uh, she has a great son. I was in. Oh, geez, you're going to be crying air. It's my job to make people cry in air, not your job to make me cry. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. I know you, and uh, you were raised by your mom, so... <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy with that. And of course, you, well, I mean, you know, like, well, listeners know, I know Alexander's dad quite well. And I mean, they're just, you know, terrific people. His boys were always there with us in uh, in the local, local arena when we were like doing our shows and terrific. So listen, thank you. 
Oh, okay, so, right. So, I'm going to ask you straight away um, a question, Alexander. Just in, before we move on to other topics surrounding the Olympics, which we have to sort of you know, dig into, um, a successful Olympics for Russia, um, did you enjoy the Games themselves? Uh, well, I had some thrills. Honestly, I didn't have this Olympic feeling that I had some in previous Olympic Games, but probably because I'm getting old. I don't know, but uh, it wasn't there for me. But still, some competitions were really quite good. And uh, I, I even woke up today to see the the, uh, the finals of the hockey tournament. Uh, I, I was very happy for, uh, for our skiing team. I was watching the uh, biathlon team. So, I mean... All, all, also, with the, all the controversy with uh, with our uh, figure skatings with with the, with the girls, I mean, overall, overall, it was quite good as a result. But a lot of politics, I think, were involved uh, for me to, to 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 get into the sporting thrill of it. We'll come on to that in a moment, the, the whole legal side, because it's something we, 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 last week we discussed it and we were extremely careful about it, Alexander, because, you know, again, it was still all playing out on the world stage and in the media and an awful lot of kicks need to be given to some media here and abroad for the way they were covering it because it was this kind of breathless coverage that every second, every movement, everything that was going on, they wanted to report on. And it, it felt as a parent, like if that was my child I'd be like ooh I don't know about this I'd be very very angry um, but uh, looking at that I mean there was there's, there's rumours now circulating tonight that there was some issues surrounding this Finnish lineup um, because again Russia they, they, they had a great game against Sweden with the penalty shootout and I mean it was a um, I was yeah. actually at rugby training <laughs> Tim's rugby training at Park Philly Philly Stadium um, on Saturday so excuse me on Friday and parents who came along to you know to sort of watch the kids at the end they were watching it on their phones and it was actually it was genuinely exciting um is it was hockey with the absence of the nhlers was it still the blue ribbon event of the olympics no we discussed on my last uh visit to your wonderful radio station it was actually the the issue of uh nhl players not going to the olympic games we were discussing true yeah. and, and the quality of the tournament. So I think it affected the, the quality of the tournament, tournament, but still we were all in equal positions when, uh, for this, for, for, for this Olympic Games. But, uh, of course the quality of the game suffered. So, uh, uh, in this sense, it would have been best for us to have Vaveshkin and Malkin and all these guys, uh, the younger guys. Uh, that are now being stars in their NHL in NHL teams to be present, but I mean you cannot change uh, the the situation with NHL because NHL is a very powerful and strong league, and uh, uh, IHF doesn't have the power of FIFA to 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 you know to force them to 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 have the players play there. So we had what we had, but uh, I mean, I, w I knew that Finland would win this Olympics from the start. I mean, they they were a wonderful team. So in the, when we scored first this morning, we had a slight chance, and I was hoping it maybe I was wrong, but still, you know, the best team won, and that that's 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 history. 
again, you said it's the first time for Finland to win, and they've always been a team who've they've produced terrific players. I mean, from Timo Solana to to Yari Kuri and all these great players who've done wonderful things yep. in the NHL. Jokic, of course, are playing the KHL, and again, the KHL is something that you know has been very. It's been great to see players like you know players that I, I've gone to see and watch say over New Year and seen them play for Spartak and so on, and the clubs here delighting in the performances of their players whether they be German whether they be Finnish whether they be Russian it really makes you feel positive about the KHL though, doesn't it? Well it does but there's I mean KHL is a good league but you have the Swiss league and I'm very happy for this Swiss team that is improving both in hockey and, and football uh, and their hockey championship is one of the also the strongest I think after NHL it's it's more or less equal to KHL. So, um, I mean, no, I, I'm happy for the, 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 the way hockey is developing, but still I think uh, it's more, you know, focused on, on the clubs and less on the national teams because there's, uh, there's uh, less power, as I said, in the, in the international right. federation, you know, to, to force... World Cups or or uh, Olympic Games to have all the best players uh, involved. We had uh, some years ago there was the Cup of Canada, which always uh, had all the best players. But still, you know, we don't have it now. So for me, we we lack a real a real international tournament with all the top top players involved, not on the club level, but on the, on uh, on the national team level. No, that's true. I mean, what the, the German ice hockey league? I think, Isol, do you you did you go to see ice hockey in Germany when you were there? I didn't, but we can discuss German ice hockey. It was something I missed out on. <laughs> Listen, it's it's true. I mean, the 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 presentation, and I worked for a short time with uh, the Cologne Sharks when they were actually reorganising. They'd gone from bankruptcy back into sort of like the well liquidity, and I mean the the atmosphere at ice, at ice hockey in Germany is second to none. And I mean I've I've been to NHL games in Montreal, so I know what I'm talking about. So um, we, okay, moving away from that just for, for one moment, Isol, um and this now we'll put, I'm asking you guys to put your legal hats on for this uh, to be true legal eagles, get your talons out. Um, I was going to use your, your claws out, but they are talons. Allen's, of course, for Eagles. Um, Isol, the, the, the situation surrounding Valeva, it was very awkward, very difficult, and it was very unbalanced. Because you were pointing this out to us uh, just today, that it, or not just today, it just felt very, very uh, icky. Yeah, so I'd like to just I'd caveat everything I say by saying that she is what's considered a protected person. We've heard this phrase a lot in the last few days. That's due to her age and her age also factors into her capacity. So anyone under a certain age, 18, that they're, you're considered a protected person in anti-doping um, matters and under the WADA code. So that is an important thing to remember here. She's a protected person. We see very different treatment of this young lady and she is a child in, in my mind. I know she's a teenager, she's 15. In comparison with when, let's say, at the recent... Uh, summer games, we saw huge discussion about protecting the likes of Simone Viles, who's also a child, and saying she was having mental health issues in the run-up to the games and the need to protect an athlete. And then we see this, and we see the world's media pile on a young lady who the Court of Arbitration and Sport, as the body there to determine participation, are saying, let's remember she's a protected person. And I think so much of what we have seen in the last few weeks 
has shown a really dangerous side to us associating negatively with certain countries. And if that young lady was perhaps American, would she have got the same treatment in the media? And I think there is a very dark side to certain sports. And I think figure skating has for years been associated with some really scary background stuff. And I suppose we need to protect athletes first and foremost, but even more so when sports intrinsically consider them protected persons in their own codes. No, that's fair enough. Um, because again, uh, you're right to caveat because again, she is a child, she's underage. Simone Biles, uh, this year, I think, or last year, she was, I think she was 23, um, mm. at the time. So it was, it was a different situation. She was an adult. And of course, when, the, yeah, and when, come go ahead, at a different stage. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, she's already been through it. I mean, she, she, she was outed for her, you know, for like her performance of anti drugs and so on. And she got, you know, it was kind of pushed away and told, that's quiet. We can't speak about that because, you know, God love her. People knew what was going on in the background that there was horrific, a horrific situation for US gymnasts. Um, in this case, they just kind of absolutely hammered this young girl. Um, I should say congratulations to Simone Biles. Of course, she's, uh, after, she's getting engaged to the Houston Texans safety, Johnson Owens. That was a couple of days ago. Um, Alexander, the, the treatment of Valeva, um, it was very difficult to take here in Russia. I mean, because it was very, I don't know, the, the, the media, I, I, how do you think they dealt with it here? You mean our media? Yes, yeah, yeah. The Russia. I mean, the, the the U.S. media, especially CNN, were just absolutely horrific on it. But they've been terrible on Eileen Gu as well, the uh, U.S. Yeah. Chinese skater. Or, uh, yeah, I th- sorry. I think it was an issue, you know, of just finding some uh, Russian athlete again with uh, some issues of doping. It wasn't that you know Valiva case or somebody else's case. It was just a. A Russian athlete that again is uh, has que- questionable uh, doping background. I think that that was the issue with the foreign media. Our media, uh, well, I mean, it was. Uh, I I cannot. I mean, there was so much different information go- going through. So I, I cannot say that uh, there was some you know some uh, some you know. Once one solid policy about what the case, but I think there was a lot of support for her and uh, a lot of grief with the, with the way it turned out because eventually the pressure that she was under, we all saw what it evolved in, and uh, that's it. It's it's hard to see. I mean, my, I I was crying. You know, she, I, I'm not a, a big fan of figure skating, and I think it's it's I don't. I mean, I'm not a big fan of sports when where you have 13, 14, 15-year-old mm. kids uh, participating on a, on a, an adult and professional level where they have to, you know, uh, go under the pressure of, of your country being behind you and you have to win for your country and everything like that. So I think... In all sports, it's quite kind of tough, you know, for 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 a person of this age. So, I and it was heartbreaking to see what happened to her in the in the end, because eventually, even an, a grown-up person will, I think, break down under these circumstances when you have, you know, if it was only about her personal. Um, participation it would have been a different issue but she like she 
in this case, she was letting down her team because she was part of this team competition. And, and, and uh, because of her, they might all lose this gold medal. And I think this is enormous pressure. This is pressure. We've seen it with the, the US or the UK sprinter CJ Uja, who we reported on before, where he, he failed for a number of different drugs and he basically said, well, it was because of contaminated supplements and that's why I failed. And the British media or English media especially has reported that sort of like uncritically. Um, just, just on, on, I just, we have to end off now in just a moment. So just on a minute on both. Um, Alexander, I'll start with you on this. Um, Protection of children in sports, I mean, we, we do have to do better because yesterday, for example, I was watching s- snow rugby for kids who were born from 2009 to 2011. Uh, and the way that some of the coaches were speaking with kids was absolutely horrific. I saw kids traumatized with the coaches roaring, screaming into their faces, cursing. Um, and that's in a kid's snow rugby in an amateur sport. Um, we have to do better to protect our kids, don't we? 100%. You know, I, I, I several times got in conflicts because, you know, my my sons and you know that they played uh, uh, in youth football and in the Russian championship. And I got in, in conflicts with coaches, not with our team's coach, coach, because he was one of the most intelligent guys and I'm still in contact with him. And I never heard a bad word or, or uh, an emotional outburst from him, even though might, it might have happened in the locker room. I don't know. But, it happens. It happens. But but against but, yeah. But but I heard so much, uh, you know, stuff from coaches from other teams, and I, I I never I never could understand how they could speak to kids of eleven, twelve, ten years old, boys, uh, you know, in their teams and humiliate them in front of everybody, yeah. and you know to. To, to just you know, just humiliate humiliate them and break them down. You know, it was it was, you know, and 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 they still work in football. And I don't know. I I mean, there has to be a filter. There has to be you know, yeah, filters with people going to work in the police that they have to have exactly know, check. Uh, background checks. Yeah, exactly. No, no. I, it just like, go ahead. Here I, it's even more important because these. You know, you would never let these people teach in the school. That's it. They wouldn't pass. Look, this is... They will get out next day. Exactly. Isolde, just quick again for you. Just, I mean, we have to do better. And this is is a huge problem. And we've got about about 30 seconds. I'm really sorry. Simple way of thinking about it. Children develop physically and mentally all at different stages. So... You have to remember that children are not mature enough. Not every child will take criticism the same way. We have to look at each individual child and treat them accordingly as to what they can handle in terms of feedback. It needs to be individualistic because you can damage a child in what you say to them at a young age. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, do you want to stay with us for the quiz? can I skip? <laughs> yes, you can indeed. No, no, no. Look, we're going to get you on again very, very soon because I want to speak with you in a couple of weeks, three weeks' time okay. about, of course, the... Uh... And again, a big hello to your mom. Thank you so much. And look, hi to, to your folks, to, <laughs> to Xenia and the boys as well. Thank you so much to you all. Of course, folks, that uh, segment was brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. Okay, we're going to wait to the break right now with something that I think that uh, young Valeva needs to do. She needs to just get over all these people just to focus on herself, focus on her future because she's still a young young girl. She's going to come back better and stronger. We're going to wait with Katy Perry and Roar back with the Big Fat Field.
Guilty Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера Провожаем отличный уикенд Встречаем новую неделю Okay, I hope you're all roaring with that song. Uh, very positive here in the studio right now. We're going to go straight away to Italy, to Verona. And a very quick word to Elena Miakov, of course, our Italian correspondent. Elena, how was the game yesterday against Napoli? Uh, we have game like uh, next uh, Saturday. Oh, next Saturday, the 26th. Yes, yeah, so okay. yesterday we just had a like, friendly game to uh-huh. like try all the new people, all like foreign players, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it's going. But like we played yesterday against Serie B team, okay. so we beat them like for zero. Oh, good. So it's good practice. Good. Yeah, it's always good to, to build up a bit of confidence. Okay. Uh, how are you feeling now? You're settled in? Food's still good? Everything's still okay? Yeah, everything is good. <laughs> still eat pizza and pizza and pasta. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Next you're going to look for McDonald's soon enough or some Mexican food. Okay, right. Uh, so we have uh, our five callers on and I'll go in order. Did I say here or here I am? So, uh, Isolt, you're going to go first. You're there with us? On show. Lovely. Uh, Alina, oh, sorry, Andy Mack, you're there with us? Taking up easel. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Right, Elena is there where she's going third. Andrew Flint, you're back with us. I certainly am, yeah. All right, very good. And Peter P, you're there on the line as well. Present indeed. <laughs> Lovely. Great, right. So remember, the first one, of course, is going to be, um, uh, well, sports team songs. So we're going to go through this quick because uh, we, we overran the last two segments. This one we're going to be on time. So <laughs> this is now for uh, Isol Cody. Isol, this is one. I think you'll enjoy this one uh, and you should know. So I want country and then you'll have a little bit of chance to guess the team. So here we go, Isol. All for you. Okay, uh, Isolt, the country. Yeah. What country? Um, I couldn't make out a single word of that, so I'm going to go with Slovenia. No, it's Russia. Okay, club. Um, I am going to go with uh, Spartak Moscow. <laughs> Ooh, no. Anyone want to jump in on that one? I'll give you a point. What do you mean you'll give the point? <laughs> Andy Mack straight in do you know <laughs> no I had to give him a sympathy point a sympathy point <laughs> so no points for Eastwood one for Andy alright Andy Mack this one is for you <laughs> for that now you're going to get a good one right so here you go okay you ready Brazil <laughs> haven't you played a goddamn song yet okay here we go here is we go right, here we go no it's not <laughs> Okay, country and team. Um, America. No, the accent was wrong. It's Australia. Australia. Okay. And the team. 
Melbourne victory. No, it's the Perth glory. Perth glory. Well, you got a point anyway, Andy. you got a point, so you're okay. You're in the lead right now. <laughs> Alina, this one there is for you, right? So you should know this, okay? I think you do. I think you do. So here we go. Now, you'll, you'll, you'll laugh at this, but it's a good one. It's a really good song. So here you go. <laughs> right. Okay, country. This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a guess, don't worry. Uh, I don't know, Spain? No, it's Finland. Finland? Finland, yeah. No. They actually said the team name at the very end of that clip, but anyway. Right, go on, have a guess. I guess mm. it's, it's FC something, FC something. FC... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Finland teams. <laughs> okay. Does anyone else want to jump in and give a guess? Helsinki? Jokerin. No, no, no. How about Dynamo? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's FC Lati. FC Lati. 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 Like Latte, but with an idea. Okay. Uh, Andrew Flynn, now's your turn to have a go, right? So here you go. Uh, yeah, I, I actually... guess I'm going to enjoy this one. Yeah, you will. You will. You really will enjoy it. It's a great one for you. You'll not understand the language right away as well. There we go. Okay, country. All I could do was Russia, Russia, Russia. I don't know if that's in my head or it it's actually not happened. Um, it's not Russia. It's not Russia. I'm going to go um, Belarus. No, it's. I don't know how you got that as Belarusian language. It's actually uh, Turkey. Turkey. So, what's the team? Ah, uh, that's got to be um, Trabs on Sport. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> well, done. well done. Well done. Okay. So, that is uh, five points for you. And finally, Peter P, this one is for you. Okay. So, uh, fingers crossed. Will you I enjoy it? Yeah, oh, massively so. Yeah, yeah. You've dreamt yeah. about this for months, months. Okay. Oh, yes. I, oh. Can't wait. Can't Here wait. we go. <laughs> okay, country. They actually. What is it like Ger Germany or something? Uh, well, it was a place where a lot of Germans went to, but no, it is Argentina. Argentina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> All right. Uh, go how about Dynamo? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry for the. Be I don't know any Argentinian teams. <laughs> okay. It's our. Ar Please spare me. <laughs> okay. Argentinos juniors. 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 Okay. Now we're going to go fly through very, very quickly. You have to give me the missing word in this. So I'm very, very quick. I want a quick answer from them. So, first one, Isil Cody. Finns, what? Russia for gold. Finns, what? Russia for gold. Finns topple Russia for gold. Yeah, I, I would have thought it was skate by or something like that. Uh, I'm going to give you two points for that. It's actually fly past Russia for gold. There you go. I don't know where that goes. Flying Finn, I guess, is the kind of the thing. And that's, you know, the, there, there is an investigation into the, the Finnish roster that has just been confirmed. So uh, there's a question about the, the medal. But then again, who knows? It could be just all uh, rumours and gossip. Anyway, very quickly, uh, Andy Mack, uh, Spurs return to form in time for what? Uh, Hurricane Harry. 
<laughs> I'll give you two for that. <laughs> it's Champions League push, Champions League push. Wherever you got that one, I do not know. Right, Alina, for you, another Spurs one, actually. Sorry, this way it's come up. Tottenham players could be what in my career? This Antonio Conte, the coach. Spurs, is Tottenham players could be what in my career? Uh, Tottenham player? Yeah. Could be what um, in my career? Uh, I don't know. Harry, Harry Kane? <laughs> no, that could be Harry Kane. The best group. The best group. I'm going to give you one for that. Final nail in. Yeah, very well done, Easel. Final nail in. <laughs> I should have given you that one. Andrew Flint, here we go. Zenit, what? Against Betis. Zenit, what? Against Betis. Of course, they lost last week 3 2. So, Zenit, what? Against Betis. Uh, blow chances. I'll give you. I'll give you a point for it. It's actually put on a show. Put on a show. Peter P. Finally for you. Oh. Steelers. What coach who is suing NFL? Steelers. What coach who is suing the NFL? Uh, the fire. Embarrass. Uh, <laughs> roast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. You're just going through. The, you're going through a dictionary right now. No, it's actually a point. Is a point. So uh, Brian Flores was appointed by the NFL or by the uh, Steelers. Uh, of course, he uh, he was suing the NFL and the many many people because he is uh, he's now assistant ro- uh, coach. He was suing because they he said that they were racist against him. I'm going to give you two points for that. That's fair enough. Right, very very quickly, very very quickly. You just have to pick the odd one out. Okay, this is about the Syria feminine. Finale. Lisa, this is for you. 1968, 1969, 1967. Wish the odd one out. 1969. Oh, no, it's 68. That's the first year of the uh, Feminale. Lisa ends up on two points. Not too bad. She still might not be the worst yet. Uh, okay. Uh, Andy Mack, for you. Flores, Torres, Mores. Flores, Torres, Mores. Who's the odd one out? Um... Torres. Well done. 10 points for you for that. That You're on 13 points because they, of course, were the, the record title winners. They've set, they're now bankrupt, but they had won seven times the team from Sardinia. Alina, for you, uh, Pomliano, Lazio, or Hellas Verona? Mm, it was Verona. <laughs> 10 points for you. Well done. 11 points. You're going to finish at least in second place. They, of course, uh, were the only ones in Syria uh, last year. Due to were uh, promoted. Okay. And uh, Andrew Flint, 10, 12, 14. 10, 12, 14. Quick. 14. No, it's actually 10. That's the number of teams that will be in the Syria uh, next season. They're going to reduce it to 10 from 12. Uh, and finally, you end up on six points. And finally, Peter Fee, Barry, San Marino, Hellas Verona. Uh, the later. Hellas Verona. You were actually correct. It is Hellas Verona. 10 points. You finish up at 12. Totally you finish anyway. up in totally second anyway. place. Well done. Uh, they, of course, were uh, not relegated. Your two were relegated from Syria. So the champion tonight is Annie Mack. Well done. Uh, Peter P in second and Alina in third. Thank you all, uh, guys. And, of course, good luck next weekend, Alina. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to have Lena back on next week after they go to Napoli. Folks, we're going to wet right now. So remember, uh, look after yourselves, look after everybody else as well, and uh, have a super week ahead. We're going to go out with the heavy and how you like me now. Back next week with more Capital Sports. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.